Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's give God some praise on this beautiful day. Father God, we come to you right now humbly as we know how to be. We thank you for waking us up today. We thank you for starting us on our day. We thank you for the many blessings that you bestow upon us on each and every day that it be your will that you wake us up, Father God. We know that it is your will that we have breath in our body on today, and we know that it is your will, Father God, that everything that we're doing in our lives, that we would not be able to do it without it being in your will. Amen, everybody. Amen. So listen, ladies, did you pour into yourself? Gentlemen, did you pour into yourself? I hope everybody poured into themselves today. I hope you guys had amazing week so far. So far, mine is going pretty good. It's okay. I didn't have such a great weekend because I was looking for something spectacular to happen that I had uh, all but manifest into <laughs> this this world of mine over here. And it didn't quite go the way that I thought it would go. And I got a little bit disappointed, as we all do. I know that many of us can attest to disappointment. And sometimes we hope for things or we ask for things and hoping that maybe it'll go in our favor and it doesn't and you know I'm a believer that if it didn't work in my favor um God has other plans it wasn't in his will or he just has other plans and he's gonna go a different route from what I thought it should be so I'm getting myself slowly out of that mood I you know this old flesh of mine it still wants to hop up there and have a mind on his own and Hey, glory be to God. He reminds me that, you know, sometimes we can make plans and tell God your plans and um, he'll tell you his. And how how does that old saying go? go? If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, I think that's one of the ones that I stumbled upon uh, as I was making this plan and I thought it was for the good and it may still be for the good but you know he's gonna work it in his due season so I have to exercise my faith my patience my hope and just remember you know to be understanding and remember uh, our Heavenly Father is wiser than we could possibly ever be in this thing that we call life. So let's jump right into our topic today, guys. Today, I didn't want to forget about Heart Health Month. So today, we're going to be talking about how to have a healthy heart in the black community, especially amongst black women. Um, black women, we have it the worse when it when it comes to uh taking care of ourselves and taking care of our heart and um we have a higher risk of heart disease and strokes and it is the number one killer of black women and we are the most that are least likely to even know of any of our symptoms or know that we're going through it um I got most of my information today off of Go Red, which is featuring uh, heart disease and stroke in black women. 
and they go on to talk about um, how knowing our history and the history of high blood pressure and heart disease, uh, if we're not knowing what our numbers are, if we're not knowing that our, our family history, our family members may have had high blood pressure or possibly uh, diabetes, then uh, all that stuff works hand in hand when it comes to taking care of ourselves, taking care of our heart, taking care of our bodies. And they went on to say that uh, most women and most black women, um, the number one things that affect our heart and us being recipients of strokes and heart disease is because nine times out of 10, we're diabetics we're heavy smokers. We are physically inactive um, when it comes to exercise. We're obese. And we don't know our family history. And black women are two times worse than Caucasians and more likely to die than any other ethnic group. Cardiovascular disease kills more than 50,000 black women annually. Strokes are the leading cause of death in our black community. So we need to be aware of that. And I always say, if you have any elders in your life, getting to know your elders and sitting down and having conversations with them would definitely shed some light on what we all but don't know about ourselves. Uh, Myself in particular, when we moved to North Carolina, we moved away from my, my entire family on my mother's side and on my father's side. So uh, with us being, and it's just a state line jump, but with us being in North Carolina and being from Virginia, we were out of touch with a lot of things, as well as on both sides, my grandparents passed away. And we didn't keep in touch with our aunts and uncles as much as we probably should have. And you look at it today in the, in, in my generation being a Gen X or in the millennial um, group, we don't have that connection that we used to have, like the old heads used to have with family members, especially if you're not in the same states. And we live in a in a generation now where everybody's moving around and moving to different states and nobody's really around their parents and grandparents. At least I know that that's my story. I can't say for everybody else, but that's my story. So I say that to say, if you have any of your elders around you, find out what's going on in your family. Find out if your family has a history of diabetes, if your family has a history of heart disease, if your if your family has a history of anything that could affect us in the black community, not just amongst women in the black community, but it amongst men in the black community too. They have to take care of themselves. And we in the black community, we are hard workers and we ignore signs. We ignore small signs that may potentially lead to something that would affect us down the line. And I know for me, 
as I was discussing this with some of my comrades and some professionals as well as researching it for myself, it got me to thinking about how I abused my body in the past, how I'm still abusing it because I'm putting off today what I could do tomorrow. And, and that's my motto. I, let me put it off today. I can do it tomorrow. But in hindsight, four foot 11 and being obese like I am and for my height, um, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm, I'm more prone to a heart attack. I'm more prone to um, a stroke. And as many of you guys know, as I discussed previously on some of my episodes, I had multiple back surgeries, but that's no excuse for me to be able to do some type of in-home exercise because I'm not at the point yet where I'm completely healed to whereas I can get out and go walk the track for hours at a time or do some of the exercise classes that my church offers. And I I said to myself yesterday, I said, Victoria, you're using that as an excuse. There are some things that you could probably be doing, and it could start with just eating right. And that was something that I told myself that I was going to do in January, not making a resolution, but just trying to commit to eating better. And I have to tell you guys, I have failed short of that plan and one of the reasons why I fell short of that plan we are a one income household and sometimes and especially in the last couple months with grocery prices being as high as they are sometimes it's very well not feasible for you to be able to eat healthy in the black community and 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 researchers spoke about that how people in poverty and it's just not black people that's going through poverty it's our caucasians as well it's kind of hard to eat healthy when you don't have the money to eat healthy some of the healthier choices that are in our grocery stores cost a little bit more to eat like that and sometimes you don't have a choice but to opt to what's on sale in the grocery store but it got me to thinking that I need to stop making excuses about my health because I have so much life left and so many things that I want to do and so many ideas and so many projects and I definitely want to be able to be out there in my community as soon as I completely heal and me not taking care of myself I'm not going to be able to do that so you guys think about that but Moving on, they say, researchers say that black women ages 20 or up, 59% are exposed to cardiovascular disease and only 39% are aware of it. They think sometimes that chest pains are are just um, um, acid reflex, it, it could be just something that could go away. It could be something going on with the digestive system, and we'll get about get into that in just a few minutes. And in reality, we as black women and black men, we ignore pain. And I can only speak for myself as an African-American woman. I have been there, and I, I ignored pain. Um, 
chest pain for a, a very long time and I and I still do ignore certain pains it's like my body has come accustomed to it and as I was doing this research I was reminded of my girl's grandmother she passed away almost about four or five years ago and she passed away of a heart attack and she told her husband that she was going up to bed that she thought that she just had heartburn and when she didn't come back down for dinner he found her in the bed dead and had she taken that um a little bit further if she wouldn't have chalked it up to just heartburn maybe god rest her soul that she was still be here with us and she was 60 some years young and you know just just retired and living their best life you know doing things around the house that they always wanted to do like putting in a pool and 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 decorating and just doing so many wonderful things enjoying their retirement and unfortunately if she would have paid a little bit more attention to that chest pain and not chalked it up to heartburn she would be here with us today so you guys know your numbers and recognize the signs because as they said only 33 percent realize that regular chest pains that you could chalk up to heartburn could actually actually be a form or a different symptom that is leading up to a stroke or heart a heart attack and it starts with pain spreading around the shoulders, the neck, and the arms. They say, researchers say that this could potentially be signs of a heart attack. Um, amongst black women, 58%, 21 and older, have high blood pressure. And only 20% have it under control. I can attest to that as well because I played around with my blood pressure a lot. I played around with my blood pressure when I was in intaking the alcohol that I was intaking when I was going through my depression state. I still played around with my blood pressure when I found out that I had high blood pressure. Sometimes I would take my medication and sometimes I wouldn't until it got unbearable and the doctors really had to say, you need to choose life. You need to choose your health. We're not just giving you these prescriptions for nothing. And I had to start taking that serious. And my doctor ended up putting me, upping my dosage um, and putting me on different medications. Once At one point, I was on two different high blood pressure medications. I was having to log my blood pressure before breakfast, after breakfast, after dinner, before bed, before I took it serious and before I started investigating what those top and those bottom numbers meant and how important it was that my blood pressure was working overtime to try to keep my body function in the way that God intended it to function and I had to learn a very a valuable lesson from that and glory be to God once I started paying attention and really taking my health serious as well as the back pains they said stress and pain can raise your blood pressure 
um, if you're going through a high tolerance of pain or a high a, a high amount of pain, it affects your blood tr- pressure as well. But glory be to God, once I start paying attention to it, I am happy to say I no longer take blood pressure medicine. I start taking my health a little bit more serious. However, doing these last two years of having those back surgeries and being in a significant amount of pain all day, every day, my cholesterol is off the charts. So I take cholesterol medicine. And in doing that, um, my doctor told me I never had a problem with your cholesterol. I was always concerned about your blood pressure. Well, I gained X amount of pounds that my four foot 11 body cannot handle. So it has started affecting my cholesterol. Now my blood pressure is fine, but my cholesterol is high. And a lot of us black people in the black community don't take our cholesterol numbers seriously seriously enough to know what our numbers is and not drug it off or like I used to do, stare off in space when my doctor was talking to me about my cholesterol. I was worried about my blood pressure and my kidneys and my livers and being a diabetic, which runs in my in my mother's side of the family. But unbeknownst to me, I needed to be worrying about that cholesterol too. So with that being said, guys, black women are 40% more likely to have high blood pressure. And we are most likely to suffer from heart attacks and strokes if it's not treated and brought under control. And it is a severe problem amongst black people. Salt has been known to be a trigger for black people. Researchers say that um, it's a gene in us, in the African-American community, that it affects us when we intake salt. They said even small amounts, small amounts of salt can trigger trigger uh, in, in black people. That even a half a teaspoon extra of grams could raise the blood pressure. It could raise the blood pressure by uh, five millimeters of in, in mercury. So we have to be aware of our salt intake as well as our sodium intake. And that's something that I had to learn. A lot of us compare salt and sodium as being the same thing. And even though it's in the same group, it does differ. So I encourage you guys to take a look at that and see what your salt intake is. As well as looking at the back of your packages uh, and your labeling them and different things that we eat. It's not said that we can't enjoy some of the things that we love to eat but we can do it in moderations and we can substitute things that um, we enjoy for something a little bit more healthier that uh, we could possibly you know substitute and and enjoy it as well as as well as enjoying that a uh, big piece of chocolate cake that we all love so much <laughs> but moving on um Combined with obesity, diabetes put black women at higher risk. Blood pressure issues, heart attack disease. Um, for most black women, and, and, and I'm, I'm doing quotations in the air here. Most black women 
that are in good health, they say they even need a reality check. Even though you may be that runner, that walker, that one that puts in exercise, you still need to be aware of your numbers because it's just something that affects the black women that um, doesn't affect our Caucasian counterparts or our Hispanics as much as it, it affects us. Again, solutions is watching your salt and sodium intake eating healthier, eating and cooking healthier, and just being a little bit um, more active and knowing what the signs are. Some of the signs are sudden numbness. If you haven't been numb in different places and you're starting to be aware of certain numbness, um, and I can attest to that one too, although that was something totally different that I was going through, but my arm was starting to get numb more frequently. And I was thinking all kinds of crazy stuff, but glory be to God, it wasn't it wasn't a heart attack and it wasn't a stroke. But no, notice that sign as well as weakness in the face, arm, legs, or both trouble seeing out of one or both eyes, uh, trouble walking, dizziness, loss of balance, and severe headaches. I had a girlfriend that woke up one morning jumped in her clothes, took a shower, jumped in her clothes, didn't even bypass a mirror, went to work. When she got to work, one of her counterparts said, "Did you do you see your face? And one side of her face where her lips was, was twisted up in the air and she was having a stroke. She was having a stroke. She was moving around. She was functioning. But by the time she got to the hospital, they said that she had a stroke in her sleep. And being late and being in a hairy and just jumping on some clothes, had she looked in the mirror, she probably would have noticed that. So glory be to God, she was able to get where she needed to go. Someone recognized the difference in her face, how it was set, and she was able to go head on over to the emergency room. So those are some of the signs that you key signs that you guys should be looking out for, as well as but not limited to lower chest pains upper abdominal pain, jaw or neck pain, upper back pain, nausea or vomiting, shortness of breath, fainting, indigestion, and extreme fatigue. Sometimes we go so long with uh, just overworking ourselves that we tire ourselves out and that can bring on a heart attack and a stroke too. And many misconceptions is, like I said earlier, we mistake accent reflex and flu-like symptoms for just being that. Maybe I got a touch of the flu or maybe it's accent reflex when in, in hindsight, we really could be having a heart attack or we really could be having a stroke. And then they also, researchers also say that just being a part of aging, I'm 51. Most of my listeners are up in age. They're between 42 and 65. So you guys, we are uh, we, we, we are the community that they're talking about. The community that needs to be aware of our numbers and taking our time to go to the doctor and discussing different things that we can do um, to reduce our risk in some of these things. Facts are, though, 43 every 43 seconds a heart attack does occur 
around the United States of America and other places. And how it occurs is the blood flow is severely reduced and cut off. And this causes the arteries that supply the blood to become narrow and fat builds up in the but fat builds up cholesterol plaque and other substances builds up and um again they say you should be aware of that that that's one of the symptoms i didn't really go into the medical side of it i'm not a professional um and the medical professional that i did have um to come on today to do this show with us had to cancel due, due to um, our schedules not meeting. So I got as much information as I could, but I don't want to talk about it from um, the arteries and all that good stuff. I don't want to talk about it from that aspect because, again, I am not a professional. But again, women should be aware of any pains or any pressures that may be, um, that may feel like squeezing of tight ropes around you um lightheadedness dizziness experts say most women especially black women we just feel like all we have to do is pop an aspirin and they said researchers say if you feel like that Something doesn't feel right. Let's just say you're lightheaded, you're dizziness, you have a little bit of numbness, you got a little tightness in your chest or tightness in your arm and you decide to pop up aspirin because that's what society says. Have an aspirin regimen. I'm actually on an aspirin regimen, but it was done through my cardiovascular physician. But most researchers say if you get the notion to pop an aspirin, then you may as well call 911 as well. If you're that concerned about the numbness in your body, any of the symptoms that I listed from headaches to being dizzy or tightness around anywhere, any parts of your body, your arms, what have you, your legs... You need to, as well, pop that aspirin and get to your local ER or perhaps call 911 so they can check you out. It's better to be safe than sorry. And for my day ones, you guys remember me telling you the story of where I had acid reset reflex so badly, I thought I was having a heart attack. I actually fell asleep, woke up through pain. I mean, excruciating pain where it felt like something was gripping my heart. I fell out of bed. I couldn't scream. All I could do was cry. I crawled to the front door, managed to open the front door while still gripping my chest, trying to breathe in some air. I couldn't speak. Then I started to vomit. I was nauseous. I got hot flashes. Long story short, I ended up in the ER for hours doing multiple tests. Then they ended up sending me to a specialist that did test. And the EKG was just off the chain. So we went. I went to different physicians for different, many different things. One was a sleep uh, test. One was a 
a, a, a hard test. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was called, but they hooked me up to a machine and they monitored my heart for a couple hours and I couldn't eat anything. Long story short, it was a bad reaction to going to sleep, eating stuff that I knew I had no business eating because I really do have digestive health problems and it felt like a heart attack it felt like a heart attack and once I got my diagnosis from my cardiovascular doctor he said between me not eating the type of things that I was supposed to be eating and shying away from the things that I wasn't supposed to be uh eating and not taking my medications the way that I needed to take my medications and then stressing out about the back surgery, being in pain because of the back surgery. Once everything was said and done and I had my last back surgery and I went back to him, he said, you know what, just stay away from doctors. This was an African-American doctor. He said, stay away from doctors, enjoy your summer, and try not to stress. He said, because when you came in here months before, it was up and down. Your test results was up and down. And I couldn't, he said, but I couldn't find anywhere where you had symptoms of a heart attack or a stroke. And I just think you are under a tremendous amount of stress. You've been through so many back surgeries in a small frame of time. He said, enjoy your summer and stay away from doctors and try not to stress. Take the medications that you need to take and try not to stress. And once I did that, I seen a world of difference. So guys, be sure that you listen to your physician and take the time out to care for you because nobody's going to love you like you love, like you love yourself. But facts are heart disease and stroke can affect women at any age, especially heavy smokers, especially people with uh, that is obese and we talked about this a little bit about menopause and I did a, a show on menopause and uh, pre-menopause and perimenopause and I told you guys that menopause does bring on heart disease although menopause itself doesn't bring on heart disease it's the fact of you know that you're going through a midlife crisis or midlife change and you might have high stress levels I mean menopause oh my god it is just something that you go you certainly go through different emotions your body is going through different things and we start to stress so they say even though menopause does not cause heart disease just the fact of going through the midlife crisis um, it does put a lot of more pressure on the on your body uh, high stress can impact as well. It goes back to um, the old saying, know, have your mind and your body lined up with one another, as well as being pregnant. And I know that any of us that had children, we can attest to this. 50% of women that enter pregnancy, um, they don't have good heart health from before they get pregnant, especially in the black community. And they said that uh, moms need to be aware of it because it is the number one killer of moms. 10 to to 20% of women have health issues during their pregnancy. It could lead from, it could range from anywhere from high blood pressure, preeclampsia, 
gestational diabetes, as well as many other factors that lead up to that. And for my young community that is listening and you do plan on having a baby or perhaps you are pregnant, those are some of the things that you go through. I definitely had the diabetes symptom as well as the high blood pressure and your doctor starts to put you on all kinds of our medication and then they start to towards um, your due date start putting you on different stress tests to monitor the baby and it's, it's a whole genre of things so make sure that you're in good health that you're taking care of yourself and and for my older people as well as taking care of yourself filter it down to your your granddaughters because they need to know this information I think a lot of us in the black community we walk around and we know certain things but our mentality is if it doesn't kill us it makes us stronger and in reality a stroke a heart attack doesn't have a name on it and you could be that young mother or that older grandmother that's not taking care of yourself and saying oh I'm not going to pay attention to the doctor and find up found out that sometimes our heavenly father has a way of getting your attention and if you happen to be someone that has had a heart attack or a stroke you're eight times more likely to have a second or a third heart attack if you don't do what your health provider tells you to do or your physician tells you to do so be consciously aware that take your uh, numbers a little bit more seriously don't be don't be like me 51 years old and now just thinking about it because I have so much life to live and there's so much that I want to do now I'm starting to take my health a little bit more serious seriously but in hindsight uh, not taking your health serious as you should in your younger years can affect different things that go on in our body, such as our kidneys, our liver, you know, our lungs. A lot of things plays a big factor while we're running around um, telling ourselves that it can't happen to us. It can very well happen to us. And with that being said, 57% of black women die from hypertension, which we know as the silent killer, which leads to a heart attack or stroke more than any other races. And if you find yourself in this predicament, which I thought was very unfortunate, but we just live in a world today where you have to take precautions about everything. Researchers say that women are more less likely to get CPR from a stranger on the street, especially from a male, whether they know CPR or not. Because of accusations of inappropriate behavior, such as touching, sexual assault, and injuring the victim. So, it's very important that we take care of ourselves. And and I was reading a, a, a news article, because as we know, with this being Heart Health Month, a lot of stuff has been out there on the TV, on the news, and on the internet about... Uh, heart held I was reading a story about a young lady that was out on a date and she was young she was in her 20s and she had a heart attack and didn't even know that she was having a heart attack and then she went on to ignore that first heart attack and had a second heart attack before she started taking her her health 
serious. So I stress, stress, stress in the black community. Take your, 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 your body. It talks to you. It talks to you. Every organ, everything in your body, it talks to you. Take it serious. Take it serious if you can. The good news is 41.1 million people do survive and are alive today from a heart attack or a stroke. So I hope this has been helpful to someone. And I just wanted to do my part by bringing awareness in our community, in our black community, as well as other communities, but especially in our black community, being that it said that heart disease and strokes is the number one killer of black women. So I hope this helps someone today. We'll catch you the next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support. And I just wanted to add a side note. You guys have been hearing me talk about how I wanted to get out of the community. And although I may not be in your state or your country and you do listen to me, I want to ask for your help. Um, Right now, what I'm trying to do throughout the summer and this fall leading into the winter is I'm trying to gather stuff together to be able to go to at least one or two uh, rehabilitation centers, nursing homes. And I'm trying to gather things to be able to bless at least 25 women and 25 men this coming Christmas holiday for 2023. Myself and two other volunteers have started taking little bits of money out of our own pocket to put in boxes to gather up stuff, whether we see a pair of pajamas on sale or socks at the Dollar Tree or toiletries and stuff like that. Um, We've taken it upon ourselves to start gathering that and and shots out to my two young ladies. Both of their names are Monique. (laughs) Shots out to my ladies that have decided to participate in this with me. But as my listeners, one, I want you guys to please, please check your Spotify, your Anchor, or your iHeartRadio, or any of the platforms that you follow me on, Apple, uh, Amazon, but in particularly Spotify. Check when you're listening. When you see the description up there, check to see if you're a follower or if you're just listening and you can find it in the notes in the description where it tells you you can leave me a message or become a subscriber and I'm reaching out to you guys to please 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 not only subscribe to the show and follow the show for me but please if God lays it on your heart and your mind to subscribe so that I can be able to use some of those subscription donations to support my calls I would greatly appreciate it as you guys know we did qualify for ambassador ads however they move the playing field and while waiting for our ambassador ads I got an email saying that we had to have a hundred unique followers well we have following but we don't have a hundred unique followers we have our streaming numbers are off of the charts way past 1k 
but the numbers are not matching up to the followers and I get it some people just don't want to follow you they may catch a show here and there and I'm grateful for those that do that but to my day ones and anybody new I don't care if it's any of the people that's listening to me in the United Kingdom Belgium India Spain United States and uh, Puerto Rico If you can do nothing else, following is free. It costs nothing to follow, to get our support up there so that we don't have to revisit this conversation with this platform, that we will be where we said we were going to be and they have to do their part and help us get some sponsorship for the show. And if you don't want to follow, please feel free to sign up to subscribe. I have a 99 cent prescription. I have a 4.99 prescription and I have a 12.99 prescription and it is monthly. And I know times is hard, but I know some of us can stop by that McDonald's, that Wendy's, they Taco Bell or whatever your favorite fast food restaurant and spend that in a day, 99 cents in a day. And the more 99 cents add up if we have a lot of people actually putting forth the 99 cents and if you are the person that says I can afford $4.99 a month or $12.99 a month I greatly appreciate it and I want to be able to invest most of that money back in my community as well as give this this podcast a fighting chance to get out here in my North Carolina community and do more good than harm so I'm begging you and I'm praying about it and I'm just asking if you could find it in your heart please read through the description once you get to the bottom of the description where it says see more it'll give you the opportunity to leave a message and it'll give you an opportunity to subscribe as well as where the bell is right there where you see our digital art it it should be three dots right there where you can rate and follow the show please check if you follow my show on a regular basis and please follow the show either way it will be greatly appreciated if you are one of those people that just don't have it monetarily to give just make sure that you do uh follow and you do rate and you do share the show with someone else that might be interested in helping our community, especially in the Carolinas. Peace and blessings.